Welcome back, you mechanical maniacs. Frank hanging out with you, Wrench Nation, every Wednesday from the East Valley Institute of Technology. A lot of you guys are back on campus. You're getting back into a groove. So here it is, your trumpet section, baby. taking you on a journey, your automotive lifestyle, right here from the East Valley Institute of Technology. We've heard from you, wrenchnation.tv. You've sent your emails. We need to get the trumpets back up. Let's have these in the background. It's Wednesday. A lot of you are stressed out on campus. You had the whole summer. You got lazy. Now you're back in a groove. Here with the Boodles Band, baby. You can check out the Budos Band. They've been uh, running the show for, uh, what was that, 300 episodes? Seven years we've been with you, Mechanical Maniacs. If you're new to the show, WrenchNation.tv. You can catch your favorite show. Aiden is in studio. Aiden, how has your hot week been? I know you're sweating right now. It's it's extremely hot, but you know what? It's Wednesday. I'm glad to be back, baby. Let's do yeah, this. I know, but listen, what really counts is, is your air conditioning system in your vehicular situation working. That's what I want to know. Is it working? You feel comfortable with your AC, Aiden, in your ride? Yes, I do, actually. Well, I got some tips on AC before we introduce the show topic. A lot of you are stopping by the garage. And I hear this from a lot of my industry peers from Hawaii to Florida to Puerto Rico to Maine up there while you guys are taking lunch break fishing out there. You come into your local Rockstar Automotive Service Center, and what happens? Your AC doesn't work. 100% of you think, well, I just need a little Freon. <laughs> and I laugh, I say that respectfully, because I don't know what you guys are doing. You're watching YouTube, some of you are lazy, you think you can YouTube mechanic it. I get it, it's all good. Yeah, we respect what's going on. We got a YouTube channel, we get it. But do yourself a favor. You need to really be dialed in when you go in or having this conversation on the phone about the symptoms of your AC. When is it? blowing warm. A lot of you just think, okay, I need free out. Well, think of your local rock star automotive technician, mechanic, and so on as a doctor. A lot of you just laughed. Yeah, why well, you can't call them a doctor. They're not doctors. But of course, pinkies up in the air. They are. And you must give them symptoms. Aiden, did you, do you ever think like that when you go into, and I'm not talking about oil service. I'm talking something's broke on your ride. And you go in, how do you approach that? Well, you know, every now and then when something breaks on my car, I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know, let's try to see if we can fix this at home first. Try oh. to see if it's something a little bit easier to fix. Oh. But, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm like, should I call up Dr. Frank or what am I doing? <laughs> my point is this. I love that. A lot of you will try to attempt to fix your stuff, but be careful. Your stuff is complicated. I mean, there is some stuff you can do, and we respect that. Uh, you guys have reached out to us, and, and we'll, we'll help and guide you along. But if you are looking to have a service provider provide you service excellence from A to Z, we must reckon the symptoms. The symptoms just mean 
what is my car doing? Not what do I think or what did Uncle Louis say or what? So this is important because we talk about a part of your service experience must be your responsibility. Most rock star mechanics and technicians, they want to help you. But without the proper symptoms, it goes a little wonky. So I just want to give you guys a tip. Uh, we got car fires going on all over the place. Aiden, I don't know if you heard, there was uh, an ocean shipper recently out Ooh. in the middle of the ocean uh, carrying, I mean, you guys have heard of it. You know they ship these vessels or the vessels ship the vehicles. Ship the vehicles, yep. They ship them. You don't know. You just go to your dealer. You see the nice shiny car. But there's a journey, and it's a far and long way journey. And so you have these huge transport ships. And, you know, when I was in the Navy, I saw these guys. They're just gigantic. Oh, yeah. They're just huge, and there's just cars for days. Well, there's been an uptick in these electric vehicle fires out at sea on these ships. Hmm. And you may not know, you're all saying, well, you know, they've got special chemicals they can put these fires out at. Well, chemicals cost a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Um, they, they do use water. But what do you got? If you've got a ship out to sea, it's got to be buoyant a certain way. If you put too much water on one side, that's not a good day. It's going to tip over. It's a, that ship is a little crooked. And uh, I tell you, when we were in the military, a lot of my military folks know if we had a, a, a jet or a helicopter on fire, mm -hmm. and it was pretty much a done deal, it wasn't a small fire that we could fight, that was what we called a jettison overboard. You watched Buku money just go over, and we'd push that fire over the side and into the water. And so there is this phenomenon, and, and as the volume of these electric vehicles start to sell more and more, you guys are interested, and sales are starting to go up, they've got to get a control of these electric vehicle fires out to sea. And um, these fires are not easy to put out regarding water. Now, here on land, a lot of my firefighter students right now, they know there's an Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta-type fire. Mm -hmm. The way you fight a grease fire is different than you would a stack of papers. Some of you know, because that frying pan went on fire, <laughs> You're raising your hand. Oh, here. yeah. And here you go. Oh, snap. Let me grab a glass of water and pour it out on here. That's a no-no. Hey, thankfully, it only happened once, but uh, parents still don't know. <laughs> oh, look at, <laughs> look at you. are just a pirate. You're yeah. just a pirate in that kitchen. I see how you are. So here's here's my question to you, Frank, with that, with that whole thing of fires on the ships. Generally, will it start with electric cars and then continue on to oh, a different whole, shipping container of oh, gasoline cars? Listen, man, you got a whole ship. Its job is to get where it's got to go right. in a safe time. And there's probably 22.5 people on a six football size field size ship. Yeah, there ain't a lot of people in on fact, those. In fact, it was funny because when I was out to sea with the military... I would, I would look, I had, we call them the big eyes, these big binoculars. I was a signalman, so I had to identify ships and things like mm -hmm. that. And I would look through the big eyes, and I'm looking at this huge ship that was probably eight miles out there on the horizon. And I would say, wait a minute, I don't see anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Where is everybody? You see the cargo. Mm -hmm. uh, but it worked the other way. When I was in the Philippines, I seen some ships that were raggedy-taggedy made out of 
just they were homemade, you know, carrying bananas, whatever they're carrying. Uh, you see a lot of people on that, but it was just um, interesting to see these huge cargo ships, these merchant ships, and you know, you don't see anybody. They're all below deck. They're you know they're working, they're doing stuff, but um, it's very fascinating. My point on this topic with electric vehicles, especially for our first responders, they're specialized. Okay, so I'm not saying you're going to drive your little Honda Civic and all of a sudden you're at the intersection and you see this Model 3 on fire, but just be careful. And, uh, you know, I don't have the 100% facts. Uh, Perhaps we can ask our special guest calling out of California, uh, who's big in the EV space. Uh, Speaking of which, a lot of you, you are skeptical. Aiden, if you don't know... Let's use plumbers. I love my okay. plumbers. Plumbers, we need them. We need them fast. Stuff is stinking. We need them to come Oh, yeah. Out. I mean, some of you complain, oh, that plumber charged too much. Oh, uh, heck no. That's get- because there's not a lot of them, too. No, man. He's dealing with the stink. <laughs> there's. <a> pre- <laughs> I'm saying there's a premium. I mean, you're not wrong. I'm telling you. But my point is, some of you are skeptical about, well, I say plumbers. Some of you are skeptical. You go to the dentist. Not sure what you need. They show you the x-ray, and you're like, okay, I I see stuff, but I don't know what I'm looking at. Well, it's the same way with automotive service and repair. Now, you may love me, but you're coming in, your car is broke, and I have to do what? Fix it. Well, I've got to give you... Yeah, you got to fix it. Well, first thing I do is I sit down and give you a little psychological treatment because you're all bent. Your car is broke. So I got to consult with you. And during this whole process, I got to be transparent about what you need. And there is some skepticism. A lot of you are skeptical. I love my local mechanic, but did I really need that? Well, we've got a very special guest. Honored to have Uva Kleinschmidt of AutoTech IQ. Uva is an industry leader. Uh, Aiden, when I say leader... I'm talking about somebody that leads the way in logic, in thought, mm-hmm. in technology. A lot of your good automotive service centers, you don't even see it. They got technology working quietly in the background. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if you've experienced this, Aiden. Uh, you go in and you get a little inspection, right? Okay. Now, you traditionally get that little chicken scratch. Red, white, yellow, green, blue boxes, whatever they're doing, and they... They check off the box. Mm-hmm. You've seen that. Yeah. They check the red off. When you see the red box, what do you think, Aiden, if your car is in there? When I see the red box and they're inspecting the car, I'm thinking, that's money. <laughs> but I'm sitting here and I'm like, well, I've actually I mean, done inspections. I have at least, like I, in high school, I did two years in auto. You had to do an automotive inspection your first year. And I'm like, okay. I can kind of see how that doesn't really, like, it could but be your, okay. But your impression, again, we're talking chicken scratch handwritten. Right. We're going to get to the digital fancy in a minute. Okay. Would it make it better if I put a sad face? No. <laughs> no, it would not. Here's <laughs> my you're, thing. Then you're I'm getting, thinking about the hundos I'll be dishing out after that's over. So you see red, you're like. I see red, I think bad. But you still, you still have to call in and find out what. Right. Well, I mean, it's like going to a doctor. You want the truth. Or the dentist. Right. So 
a lot of shops, including ours, Desert Car Care Cave Creek for sure, and many great operators, automotive service centers, and for that matter, dealerships, you get a digital with pictures. You ever get one of those inspections? I've done one of those inspections. Oh, you've taken pictures? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you're giving folks a little more eye into what's wrong with whatever it is that you're giving pictures for when you do that? Yes and no. Do you think they understand what they're looking at? No. Or you feel <laughs> you depends. feel like you did your job? It depends on the client. Honestly, for me, like I have a mechanic uh, of mine that I go out to, uh, coincidentally, also in Cave Creek. Oh, wait. You're not seeing me? All right. I'm done. Well, I'm leaving. Okay. Me. Hold on. Let me right, explain. <laughs> let me explain that. I saw him before you opened your shop, before I met you. Well, shout out to other mechanic in Cave Creek. <laughs> but- you know, what he did was he did the same thing. He actually took me out and he was like, okay, do you have any experience in auto? I was like, yes, I do. I have two years of experience in high school. So I kind of know some of the basics. And he took me out. He raised up my car and he showed me what was wrong with it. And I'm sitting here. I barely thought I knew what was going on. But he kind of Let me ask it. you, though. I want to talk to you on that. You're young, 20-something. How did it make you feel? It made me feel a little bit more involved in my car. I can, so when I you can were, figure you were, out what was going on. When you were easier. out in the shop. Now, let's say you're right. at home. You can't, you're at office and mm-hmm. you can't come in. Does the picture do justice for you? What I will say, maybe a video call. Try to see if you can get your... Oh, so you like videos video more. You think if, people would like videos Oh, more? yeah, because then you can actually hear what the mechanic is saying in the video. Ah. Okay, this could be what's wrong with your car. Ah. However, if you look like at this, it. this is broken. Well, I got to tell you something. That skepticism that some of you have, and I and I love that, Aiden. Uh, you brought up some really powerful points. What do you do when you get this inspection and you see these pictures? I mean, you understand that they're trying to say, okay, something's going on. Whether it's good or bad, you see a picture. Um, the idea here, folks, is that many automotive service facilities across the country, including ours, we work really hard for that transparency and trust. And we get it. Sometimes it's like, dude, I love you, but I don't know what you say. I don't know what this, this you do hickey whack. So Uva Kleinschmidt with a company called Edo Auto Tech IQ. He is paving the way, helping car owners get educated. How many want to get educated the right way? Like you truly want to know. And when I say you truly want to know, what does that mean? Do I need this today? A lot of you are saying, Okay, great. I want to know what's wrong with my car. I love that. But is it due to, do I have to spend money today? Do I have to spend all of it today? That's definitely my thought process. That's a big deal. Auto Tech IQ is helping car owners to get educated about the potential causes of these conundrums under hood. Now, at the same time, if you're going to be in the Auto Tech IQ certified shop family, sort of this powerhouse, directory. A lot of you go online and you check out reviews. Autotech IQ certified shops need to have a hundred plus Google reviews. That's powerful. Oh yeah. Now some of you say, ah, Frank, those reviews are fake. I beg to differ. They're not fake. They're hard earned, including the periodic one star review. You see a one star review. What do you think, Aiden? See, what I'm thinking is there's a customer there, got an evaluation, and doesn't think about anything about what that automotive expert is saying. 
they're like, oh, okay. What if well, they just generally they had a bad this. deal? Like they they had an oil service. A lot of you've had that. Right now, your car's leaking after that oil service. That could be a bad experience. So that's legitimate. It could, it could be. But a lot of times, what I what I do see is a customer is having none of what that automotive expert is saying and is like, well, I I don't think that's the problem. I don't think this. I don't think that. And they're not actually grasping. What Boy, that's the a, that's a conversation, and I get it. I mean, I think there's some uh, there's some holes there. We could go on and on, but my point is the experience for you driving. Why shouldn't you have nothing less than the service excellence you deserve? Why shouldn't you? Why shouldn't you? Why should you settle for less? Well, in order to get that level of service and for the shop owner, the technician, they're using tools. And I want you to visit. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to bring Uva in. I want you guys, of course, you maniacs, not while you're driving. I want you to visit, take a moment, autotechiq.com. For my podcast family, I'll have it in show notes. Take a moment, grab a beverage, and go through that. Because what you heard me say is, ah, this is an online directory. I've heard this before. There's magic happening at Autotech IQ. And this magic also has a lot to do with sizing up what a shop has to do to help maintain and grow and, and, and be consistent with this transparency. Specifically, we're going to talk about those digital inspections. I've got uh, Uvo Feinschmidt. He's hanging in the wings. He's going to join us right here on Rich Nation. Of course you want your mileage back and all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost three to one over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. I got my mileage back. BG, BG. Support for Wrench Nation Car Talk, the smart choice for auto parts, Pronto National Association. Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket and demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry. Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto part distributors. Visit pronto-net.com. Automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. Pronto-net.com. Whether you're looking for a full-service direct mail or you just simply want a few marketing materials printed for use in your store, Mail Shark has got you covered. With over 10 years of client service success, with direct mail postcards, restaurant box toppers, magnets, and so much more, MailShark is there to help your marketing team acquire the clients you deserve. Pay weekly, pay as you go. There is no pressure, no contracts, direct mail. For more details, visit themailshark.com. 52% of the population family are women. We love you ladies, but less than 3% of you women are professional technicians. Our charity partner, Tech Force Foundation, believes if we want to solve this little technician shortage, 
we need to start talking at 52% of these ladies out in the population. Head on over. If you feel like you can tinker with the best of them, head on over to techforce.org. Bolt-On Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time, the quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients, and they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to partsauthority.com. Check locations nationally near you, partsauthority.com. Right on. Welcome back. WrenchNation.tv. Uh, get on there. Uh, we had uh, President and CEO Mike Good of Dynamat uh, on that show. That's episode 298. I will pick out another episode that I think you guys would really, really enjoy. And that's tips for buying a used EV. We talked about it. Show episode 295. Uh, grab a beverage and chill out with that show. It's got some pretty decent tips. You know, we're not uh, the experts in that electric vehicle arena, but we sort of formulated uh, a direction for you. If you're looking for a used electric vehicle, you know, and so that's practical. Some of you may want to do that. So get on to wrenchnation.tv. And a big shout out to KMET in Southern California. My Saturday posse, always hanging with us on the weekend. We appreciate it. Again, wrenchnation.tv, you can uh, throw up some information about a show you'd like to hear. You know, we talked about this, Aiden, this skepticism. You know, how do we overcome this, A, as consumers, and then as service providers, how do we kick it into consistency? Because I'll be honest with you, a lot of us as service providers I mean, we're nervous. We got anxiety. I mean, it's just the nature of like, we don't, we have to work so hard, some of us at times, because we know the industry's getting better. Stuff's getting real technical. You can't just be a, a, a hack and work on these, these cars. I mean, you can't do that anymore. It's complicated. But how is transparency being reshaped for the consumer behavior, which is important to us? Uh, I've got Uva Clientship with the uh, Auto Tech IQ. Uva, welcome to Wrench Nation. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Can uh, you hear me okay? Yeah, wonderful. Yes, we can hear you. Uh, Uva, I, I want to get to this, uh, like, because people people have this problem. They, they have this anxiety. And before we get into your amazing background and discuss more about Auto Tech IQ, did we hit this on the point, Uva? Do consumers, we're all consumers, do we feel this sort of bit of edginess and not understanding, especially in the service arena, about what it is that somebody is spieling and saying to us or these digital inspections? Uh, we're still confused at the end of the day. What are we missing as service providers? Opportunity. Sorry for being so short. I was actually surprised that Aiden's mechanic uh, still shows him the problems of the car. Nobody has time for this anymore. I mean, this is old school, and I and I love that. But you're right. I mean, super old school. It is. Yes. Yeah. 
And it's it's amazing, right? The digital inspection, if well done, replaces it and and can do at least the same job. Well, let's go basic. Let's explain. Let's not assume everyone understands that. What is a digital inspection? Um, let me do an analogy hopefully everybody can relate to because you go to the doctor. Sometimes you have to. Even if you're about to die, which I don't want to wish anybody, what does the doctor do first? Vital signs. It does not matter what your disease is or your ailment or your ache. The first thing they do is vital signs. Because that's not only protocol, it's also giving the doctor some overall signal, signals of you, of your overall well-being. And then he starts diving into the issue you're coming in for. That's the digital inspection in a nutshell. Right, so a well-done digital inspection um, takes between 30 and 45 minutes and touches every important aspect of the vehicle health and documents that health in a, in a well-understood manner. And when I say well-understood, I didn't mean the technical lingo technician. I mean the customer. That's the disconnect. I gotta, I gotta cut in because a lot of folks are frustrated because they get it. They, they get that, you know, Johnny and Jill mechanic are are doing their best to say, Hey, here's a picture. It's, this is what's broken. And they're like, okay, I get that. But there's still a disconnect. We heard that from Aiden. And I hear it all the time from some of our clients where we're always looking to improve these, you know, this sort of transparency just because you sent a picture doesn't mean necessarily I, as consumer, still get it or buy into the transparency, if I can say that. That's true. A picture by itself of a subject you have not much clue about, or nor do you want to, doesn't only shows that somebody has done the work taking the picture. What's missing is Describe what's on the picture, put it on the picture, circle, arrow, text on the image, and talk about that's the condition, this is the recommended action, and this is what's happening if you don't follow the recommendation. That's the whole story. The image is just the vehicle, so to speak to get that story across. You think that we get too complicated? I mean, I, I, I know, Uva, when I go into the doctor, which just seems like, I mean, I think doctors, obviously they, <laughs> I don't know how to put this, but I guess I do. Uh, doctors are just uh, assumed trusted. You go into a doctor, yes. 100%. You go into a mechanic or a technician, local garage, or even dealership, we're, we're not on the same level. That's a whole nother conversation. I mean, we work hard to be respected and trusted and all these things, but do you think we're making it worse because we're just talking over people's heads? I mean, we get technical, too technical, and it's like, as a consumer, I'm still confused. I, I get it. You know what you're talking about, but what's in it for me? 
So let's unpack that. You, you, you think the doctor has a trust basically because he has a doctor title? I'm saying the perception. Let's put mechanic next to doctor. What's the perception with the average? You put 10 people in a room. What's the perception? Doctor, oh, yeah, mechanic. Right. Again, now we right. could argue that, but again, that's just, I think most would agree that's the perception. For whatever reason. But I have, to, but I have to tell you, sorry for interrupting you. Any doctor I have been to, not many, but I just had an arthritis diagnosis. The guy bent over backwards to explain to me why, whether I can still do sports, and what the individual medication is going to do for me. I left fully educated without using a single Latin word. The only thing I, I couldn't pronounce is the medication I had to pick up. That's the what's in it for me. You're an athlete. Um, you have a certain lifestyle. He was able to translate what's in it for Uva, what's in it for me. And right. I, think, I think I see this with consumers, as it were, when they get their car service, car repair. At the end, if we've made the disconnect of what's in it for me, We've not done what we were supposed to be doing, and we got highfalutin with the technical lingo, and we lost people, and, and, and we intimidated people. And there's an additional challenge. I was at the doctor on eye level with the guy, right? The normal auto repair visit is drop off in the morning, pick up, hopefully the same day, sometime in the afternoon, and in between, there is going to be a phone call at some time. Oh, that's anxiety. Right? So, yeah. Right? That interaction is a lot harder because we're busy people. We go back home and go to work. We're not sitting at the desk, you know, putting our thumbs on the desk and say, when is the shop going to call me? When is the shop going to call me? It's not happening. We have a life. We, we go to, we have a life. And so for that reason... And especially for the reason that we have all been accustomed now to make digital research. Let's start with Amazon, right? The reviews help us. There's just too many. I'm not going to read 500 reviews. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to look for the reviews of the people I have the impression have the same decision criteria as I have buying their product. And then... And then on my time, in my power, exactly when I want, I do the research as long or as brief as I want, and I make a decision. So what we're doing, I this is, to I got to right say, Uva, these are fascinating points, very interesting and spot on. What we're doing is not only, whether we like it or not, we could be rock star shop gods and goddesses and technicians and mechanics with a million degrees of certifications. But what we've done is we've prepared somebody the anxiety that they're going to have because now they're awaiting what, let's just face it, is money spend, which could be bad news, Correct. without the control. Because, you know, you're saying... As a consumer, we all do it. We want control. We research, we this, but boom, but yeah. bam, Amazon, we buy. Our peer group that we relate to says this. 
And, and to me, that's fascinating because can we do anything about that? Can we, as a mechanic or a local rock star body shop, like, can I do anything about that? What can I change about the anxiety that this inevitably is, is sort of going to happen for the consumer? Oh, many, many things. And actually with my previous company, we have collected enough data to not only make that Uwe Kleinschmidt's opinion, but hard data. And, and let me walk you through it um, as, as, as fast as I can. Since we have, and it's not just the millenniums anymore, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I would be honored if somebody called me a millennium, but I, I rather research online instead of calling somebody and ask questions. Even if it's my body, I just text and chat. Why, why is that? Uva, why is that? Why is this such a, are we more, do we feel more empowerment because we made that decision and we're not influenced by a conversation? No, I think it's the way we are building our opinion. Since the information is so readily available, and there's another point we have not even talked about, which I would love to maybe at the end, it's actually written somewhere, can be archived, and be pulled out later when I want to look it up again. That doesn't happen with a phone call. And, and it's just how we are now doing research. And, and in the auto repair business, there are two things what happened a long time ago, right? Number one, there is a clear specialization between technician and the service advisor. And the service advisor is trained to translate that technician lingo into layman's terms, right? That's their job and vice versa. So that's the first thing you have to do. Translate it to the digital inspection don't take the technician's language from from the inspection and shove it to the customer and hope they're going to understand it. Um, apart from the creative spelling, you, you will just get technical lingo. There is a job for the service advisor to do to translate it. And the second thing what happened is the introduction of the digital inspection. And, and before the service advisor was the, the trusted expert on the phone explaining what's going on. And with the introduction of the digital inspection, the service advisor, many of them have not changed that process. It's still a phone call. And they send technical lingo inspections with unedited pictures and the customer's not understanding what's on the picture, and we go back to the old time. Hand-waving on the phone is explaining what's wrong with the car, and then at some point during the phone call, a big dollar number is going to be spread out. Approve. This is so a struggle. This is such a struggle, and I think poses respectfully anxiety for all. It's sort of this Correct. this method of how we decide we do business, which doesn't align with my empowerment as a consumer. So now, Correct. now you're degrading 
my power by the way my behavior strikes at the way I want to have control of my wallet. And then it becomes, and I've seen this firsthand. And I'll be honest, I've seen it in my own operation. We have to train through it. You know, we always debrief on a bad day or a bad situation. Now we've taken that anxiety level. And if we're not paying attention to it, 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 it's really not the way to conduct business. And I I think the consumer can sense that because here's this, we're kicking notches. It's like a firefighter. Look, I'll fight a third story fire, but then you, you want me to go to the 50th floor and fight this fire. And it, I don't care what firefighter you are as a champion. I don't care what mechanic of a champion you are or service advisor. That's deeper levels of anxiety. And and, and, and I think, Uwe, you're talking about what is a solution for all? And I, this is what I so respect about you. It's not a, it's industry only. It, it's like there, this solution is for all. So I'm going to hold off right now and I because your background is fascinating and I want to pick up that conversation we can kind of take a deep breath we have some time I've got to switch gears you had mentioned (laughs) arthritis and I know you you're an Ironman finisher you didn't just show up for breakfast with the fancy juice that's impressive you finished talk to us about the Ironman (laughs) <laughs> you know, I had a few role models around me and and at some point I have always been a competitive athlete, swimming, um, volleyball, just to name a few. And, and what I liked about um, triathlon was, you know, it really challenges you a, a big I give you an example. There's a saying among triathletes: you can win, a, you cannot win a triathlon uh, during the swimming, but you can lose it. And what that means is, if you put too much energy in your first leg, which is the swim, you're so exhausted you can barely finish, right? But you can never be so much faster than anybody else that that they cannot catch you during the uh, uh, bicycle and, and the run. And I, I've always been a really mediocre runner. I mean, I hated running. And through the training and and talking to other people, and what fascinated me the most is the power of our minds. We have normally no clue what we are capable of. You know, I... I I, I normally say cold is just, it's just a state of mind. You can swim in the ocean and after three minutes, your body has adjusted and, and it's fun. You can run a marathon, although your body is trying to tell you five times, give up, give up, you're not going to make it, right? The power of the mind to, as they say, dig deep, um, has fascinated me so much that I started training and uh, my first attempt (laughs) ended up as a herniated disc because I overtrained. You know, I was this no pain, no gain. If it doesn't hurt, then you haven't trained hard enough. 
and and so I ended up in the in the ER instead of at the Ironman in Cold Lane, and then next year, learning from all this, I went to Tampa, Arizona, and finished, and it was an amazing experience. I got to ask you. It, it, one of the uh-huh. things, uh, whether whether we're talking from an athletic perspective or we're talking about someone who is talented and they're climbing that corporate ladder or a small entrepreneur, when does mind break body? When does mind need to shut off or else we break it? Like you just mentioned herniated disc. I find this interesting, the topic on the balance of mind and body as a triathlete. How do you take yourself to a I mean, place? I, I, I mean, that's, I mean, we're all different. I get it. And we all train differently. Yeah. But when does mind break body? Like, how do you balance that? You, you're just careless. You have to listen to your body. And I didn't. That's it. What are you listening to? Competition? No. Not at all. You listen to your body. You you stop pushing yourself just for the pushing sake. But when you broke your herniated, and you got a herniated disc. Yeah. And at that point, I had you a did training plan, and the training plan said today you're going to do go right to Lake Casitas, which is like seventy miles back and forth, and and that's on the that was the plan for today, and and and. I had my first indication already because normally when you when you start training, right, your 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 heart rate goes up. Mine didn't. I, I should have listened to that signal and say, wait, your body is so tired you couldn't even get the heart rate up. But I didn't. I said today's Saturday, seventy miles to Lake Casitas, go. And that's what happens if you don't listen to your body. And if you do those things like, you know, I, I mentioned before, um, uh, if you if you think you have to just work hard, otherwise there is no gain, no matter what your body tells you, you break your body. <clears throat> in business, i got to translate this. In business, I, I'm curious because you... Uh as a gifted founder, always worked hard, always cutting edge with technology. Industry is actually pretty honored to have you as a former CEO of Auto Vitals and, and now taking the rein on this very progressive movement with Autotech IQ. Do, do you think we, as entrepreneurs and shop owners and sort of these mechanics that go into business, do, do you think we, we break body because mind was chasing not heart rate, but bank account. There is a possibility. Um, but it's, I mean, I'm, I'm still processing, believe it or not, because I have now met, I don't know, I probably know personally north of a thousand shop owners and, and service managers and technicians, service advisors. And fell in love with the industry because there's so many hardworking, down-to-earth people I can learn from. And, and there's so many smart people, but it's not the smartness of getting a PhD. It's the smartness of 
knowing people, leading people, making it work and have a good life as a result of it. And it's not looking, how can I save cost the most? It's how do I create value? And as Frank said it in one of our podcasts the other day, if you do the right thing, the money is coming. And it took me a long time to get to that same. Do you think uh, society in general, um, if we step out of automotive, you think society in general doesn't get it right because it's let's make a widget or provide a service that we know is half baked and people will still eat it and they settle for that. And, and, and related to that and related to that, is that a problem in the industry that you see that's getting worse or better? Are we settled with less by the way of end product result in a service experience that we're providing? You see that getting better? I mean, I, I can just, I have stopped trying to paint with a broad brush. I, especially since I moved to the United States. Um, you will always find people who are like you. You know, for me, it was a big, let me just tell you how I found it out about us. Um, I worked for Bosch, who was already in Santa Barbara, and an entrepreneur, a local entrepreneur, um, had just sold his company and wanted to go into motor motive. And, but before you did that, he collected like five people to form a group which helped him to make a decision after six weeks whether automotive is a good industry to go to into. And he decided, nah, this is way too hard to sell to those stubborn independent shop owners. And I went to Bosch HR and said, can you fire me? I need the severance to bootstrap a company. And that's what happened. So what I'm saying is you, you make choices and you take risks and, and, and do your thing. And if you have good mentors and uh, 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 listen to the right podcast from time to time or read a book, which sometimes happens, then and have the right partners. And, and so on. there has to be some gelling going on for this to be successful. But I've, I've never regretted that step, ever. I, actually, my regret was, why didn't you do this earlier? But being, you know, raised and grown up in East Germany, I didn't know how to spell entrepreneurship. <laughs> so, um, it that, took, that reminds took me, Uwe, that reminds me, um, the spirit of what you're saying suggests that as human beings, we can easily fall into the trap of analysis paralysis. It's a phenomenon, yeah. right? And each one of us have this sort of gut and the temperature of our gut. And some would argue, well, men don't have it as much and women are more dialed in, but that's another topic for another show. But Magnus Walker came on the show some time ago. Big Porsche enthusiast, represents Porsche, huge fashion line out in Los Angeles. 
hopped on a Greyhound bus from England. He was pissing in the wind. He had nothing as a young 20-something. Going, I'm not sure where, but he followed his gut. He crossed over the country, ended up in Los Angeles. And I'm not going to finish the story. I want you guys to, you can catch that all over the internet and certainly uh, our episode, which was 231. But my point is, here you are, corporate structured individual, brilliant, bright, moving forward, team oriented, and something triggered you to risk assess the direction and take that leap. And, yep. I, you know, I mean, we, we, we probably go on for hours on this, but I, I got to ask because many are in that position right now. We got a lot of students on campus. I got a lot of folks on the podcast. They're at a crossroads. Like they've been doing garbage for 20 years of their life. And for whatever, whatever reason could be another good podcast. They're listening to that uh, struck an interest or the TEDx talk, go with your gut by Magnus Walker, or maybe this interview, whatever. But what triggers somebody? And what advice would you give? Because sometimes gut will have you like pulling your hair and losing a lot of the people that may be around you that say you can't or you never will. How do you balance that? I know that's a big question. And I just find it all fascinating. And I know there's people right now, they're confused. A lot of my 25-somethings, they're out of college and they got their first gig for a year and they're doing it and it's, oh, not what it should be in the way I want. How do you go with gut without losing everything else? I mean, how is that? I I just... Maybe losing everything and it didn't happen to me, but I know enough people who risked a lot and lost the first time around. Um, I mean, you, you could you could say my long Ironman training ended in the ER. That was a loss, but it was not life-threatening, so I wouldn't compare that with anything. Um, but long story short, I can just tell to those 25-year-olds, number one, you live in a country which like no other country I know, and I know a few, gives you the opportunity to take risk and not be shunned when you fail. The culture carries you to be able to make mistakes, learn from it, get up again, try again, smarter. And that would be number one. Number two, what's the risk? What's the risk at 25 years old? What, what do you have to lose? Nothing. You can only gain. And, and I promise you gain tons of new friends, new experiences. You look at the world a different way. You, you always see a solution. In, in the worst possible situation, you always see a solution. You always upbeat. Even in the, in the darkest moments and Somebody wrote a book who's about a bootstrapping a company, and he, he wrote in the book, buy yourself a dog. There will be a dog. There will be moments where your family and your customer and your coworkers hate you. Your dog will always love you. I got eight of them. They're therapeutic. I'll raise my hand on that. 
Uva, um, we're gonna we're gonna have you back on. I actually would like to just strip out because you're you're so fascinating, and uh, we you. haven't even begun to touch on on some of the great challenges and, and sort of these opportunities and these crossroads. So I, I'm gonna have you back on the show for sure. Uh, you know, Thank coming you. from yeah, I would love to Leipzig. You know, former East Germany and the the whole East German block and all these positions with Bosch to to create the uh, Auto Vitals brand, which is an asset to the industry. And now what you're doing is really, you didn't have to do this. You could have just went away and then whatever, did something else. But you're now creating this, back to our original portion of this conversation, you're you're sort of creating this higher level conduit without overthinking it about, okay, the industry's here, we could take in pictures, we're sending videos, but it's still a bit confusing and not gaining higher levels of confidence, which, which look, most shop owners, we want that. Like, because we, we're, we're bleeding to, to, to have folks trust us. And, and I, I yes. do invite you listening autotechiq.com. I'll have that in show notes. Um, Uva autotech IQ, where can folks that want more both on the consumer side as a driver and both on the automotive industry sector, where can they see this evolving? Where, where would you invite folks go to sort of preview further? And so for shop owners, just go to letscertifynow.com where you fill in a survey and a part of this is a 30-minute conversation with me about the program. I would love to invite everybody to do that. No, no strings attached, just the conversation. And the survey helps me understand how you how you do digital inspections. And so we can, we, we, we might be able to help. Um, overall, I can just really, really try to stay the most impactful way. If you empower people with information, they make decisions where money is not the first consideration. The moment people see why they spent the money and how it helps them in the future to have a reliable vehicle, they spent the money. It's not, it's not the number one criterion unless you make them to because you unload so much technical information that all they can resort to is the price. It's a kind of that often conversations uh, are like that, right? But it can be fixed. The solution is right there. It's transparency, manage expectations. It's well Done. said. Well said. And I, I do want to give a shout out some other industry talent. Um, of course, Carl Kleinschmidt, your son, uh, who's uh, on board yes. on the team. Uh, Bill Connor, a seasoned veteran of the industry. And of course, our good friend, Frank Scandura. Uh, we do talk about if you're in the Las Vegas area and you have a need for European service, he's one of our go-tos out there. And, of course, many other team members that you have. Um, AutotechIQ.com, I invite you to visit. Uva, we're going to pick up the conversation because uh, you got a fascinating journey, man. Thank you. The American dream. Ha-ha, <laughs> there you go. Yes, that's where, hey, that's where all, you know, from spaghetti to pizza to baseball to... Fixing carburetors, uh, you know, hey, why not? <laughs> uh, 
an honor to have you on, uh, Uwe Kleinschmidt. Uh, no, thank uh, you. It's fun. It's an uh, honor to have Let's you on Ranch Nation. Thank you so much. Uh, Aiden, I think this is a, a fascinating topic. I, I wish we had another hour, just kind of the psychology of consumer behavior. Because a lot of people, what they end up doing uh, on the other side of the fence, the providers, they they make fun of consumers. Like they they say, oh, he's he's crazy or she's crazy. Meanwhile, we don't have it dialed in. And it's it, it's an easy way to release anxiety by us sort of, you know, joining our peers over a beer or on a forum and, and just hate on it was their fault. And we never like if you're not looking at your own way, no matter what you do first, you're going to be in the sixth cycle, man. And, and, and the world is a problem and you're never a problem. No matter what you do you got to look internally. And it's the same with your business, whether it's a garage or basket weaving or, uh, I don't know, TikTok professional video gamer. <laughs> I don't know what you do. So yeah. great show, Aiden. Definitely. I want to give an announcement for you. Tell the people, what did you do? What did you do? Aiden's got an announcement. Let the people know I'm proud of you. So I actually just got in touch with uh, Hubbard Radio, and now I'm going to be working for them as well. And uh, don't, who is Hubbard for the so Hubbard Radio are the guys for like 933 uh, Alt AZ, uh, KDKB, uh, KUPD, big, big those stations, big stations, big you know, dog. Look at KUPD, you go, all those big, stations. big dog. So hopefully, I'll be working with them in the next uh, probably week or so. I got an orientation on Monday. Don't worry though. You already know I'm still going to be here for Wednesdays. So, Wrench Nation, you got covered. Well, all my morning show family at the KDKB and KUPD, Wednesday, I own Aiden. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's always a pleasure to hang out with my family here on Wrench Nation. You guys rock. I want to introduce, uh, for my automotive professional out there, I'm really honored to have teamed up uh, it's a new series called Fix It Like a Pro, uh, fixitlikeapro.com. You know, we're tackling some of the, uh, well, hashtag fake news about how to fix your car and what to expect. Uh, we got a six-episode series from our friends at Honeywell. Um, and in this series, we talk about all things AC. I invite you to support us. I, I think you guys will find some great tips. And again, fixitlikeapro.com. Always an honor spending it with you. Get on wrenchnation.tv. As I tell you every week, people, be safe. Hug each other and never forget to hug a mechanic.